Bonjour, bonsoir, dear friends, and welcome to this incredible happy hour from Yonville, Napa Valley. Tonight, it's the eve of a famous week and Easter. What does April symbolize? Transformation, the spring, the evolution of life, a new season. This is going to be soon Earth Day, and this is very exciting because this is Down to Earth Month which means it's all about as above, so below. Focusing on the essence, the roots, and what grows under us, and what brings all of us together thanks to this amazing gift of God. Today we have an incredible lady, and another one of those charismatic ladies that you'll meet that is part of the Wine Institute of California and has created one of the most exciting sustainable program within the Institute to encourage all the wonderful growers and vintners to really take care of what is the most important, where wine is being made in the vineyards and with Mother Nature. So I'm excited to have you meet her. She was born and meant to do what she's doing, which is to be in synergy with Mother Nature. She owns as well a series of restaurants and she's a very inspirational lady. So I'm delighted, dear friends, to introduce you today the wonderful, charming, and radiating, and you'll see why she's even radiating more than ever, Alison Jordan! Alison! Hi, Jean-Charles. Bonjour! You see what vaccination does to us? Now we can hug. <laughs> so excited. Thank voilà! Voilà. Well, thank you for joining us today on this amazing time of the year with Bubbles. Bubbles, my favorite. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. You've noticed Alison is very well trained. She has gorgeous blue eyes. She looked at me right in the eye. And suddenly I felt the roots of Mother Nature going through my spine. So Alison, we are in a very unusual month. What, what does you know, this month mean to you as uh, within the context of what you do and more importantly, you know, holistically. So I agree with you, April, is this time of renewal and spring and everything is green and beautiful in wine country. It's my favorite time of year. We also celebrate it as Down to Earth Month, which is a month-long annual celebration yeah. that Wine Institute started 10 years ago. And it's really all about thinking about our sustainability leadership, yes. um, taking care of our communities, taking care of the earth. And so we really want to share that story with the world. And so we welcome people to wine regions. We do virtual tastings and cooking demos and behind the scenes tours, really just, again, trying to educate people about what sustainability means. And, and what does this mean? So, dear friends, big topic, within reason, sustainability, organic, biodynamic. So there's really three steps to excellence. That's right. So sustainability is this very comprehensive idea that's all about making, growing the best grapes and making the best wine possible while you're taking care of the earth, the that's environment, right. and also really being a good community steward as well. So it's taking care of your employees. It's understanding your neighbors and your community and being a part of it. So our industry already does that, but we also have created what we call the California Code of Sustainable Wine Growing that is really all about a collection of best management practices that helps you figure out what does that mean? It means 
soil management. It means um, energy and air, air quality and water quality, water conservation, and also thinking about the broader ecosystem, so wildlife habitat protection. Right. So all of these different aspects, we have some really great tools and resources to help growers and vintners. And then if they would like to, they can also get certified. So we set that standard for certification um, that also requires meeting not only stringent standards, but also ongoing improvement. So you really understand what impacts you have and you're doing your best to really reduce or in some cases enhance the environment you're operating within. You use a word energy, which I really resonates, of course, to me because many of you, dear friends, know I've been doing a lot of energy sourcing since birth and <laughs> you've used you know, concrete uh, understanding of Mother Nature and energy. Tell us more about what you meant by energy, because I love the fact that you're using that within your sentence. So within sustainability, we really talk about energy more from that energy efficiency and looking at alternative energy sources. Yes. But I know within the world of biodynamic, there's sort of the more of the bigger picture energy flows. And yes. if you think about all of those approaches, it's really thinking about our viticultural systems in a holistic way and yes. trying to figure out how can we grow grapes in a way that reduces inputs and really takes advantage of nature. So how yes. can we attract beneficial insects that prey on our insects that we don't want in our vineyards and things like that. So I know at Raymond you have an insectary that really is all about attracting those benefit, beneficial bugs. Absolutely. Composting stations, insect trees, how bat houses, bees, mm -hmm. and many more. And I really believe, you know, as you just said, there's a secret life of plant, but there's a secret life as well of all the insects that we tend to take for granted as a friend or an enemy, specifically because... We find them maybe bugging us sometimes, mm -hmm. but they are very beneficial, and I'm so glad you're pointing that out. Yeah, it's... and if you're thinking about soil, even what's going on with the root system and below what you see as a visitor to wine country, yeah. um, really understanding that healthy soil is all about building that fertility and life force and, and making sure that that, in, in the end, is what makes wonderful wines. That's right. So in terms of um, sustainability, I'd love for you to further explain to everyone, whether in their households, in their home, in their second home, if they do have that, in their common garden, if they do, as we do a lot in Europe, why sustainability is so essential and why it should kind of become the norm. So for <laughs> me, I always think about it as a really great approach to think about things, again, holistically. So you're not just thinking about the bottom line if you're a business owner yeah. you're really thinking about um, environmental okay. protection and social equity and economic feasibility so if you think about it for anyone that's a really great way yes. to try to find the balance and and find where there can be those win-wins and to me that's why it makes sense on a personal level you know every time i can is it possible to carpool or is it possible to take the ferry to work um and at the same time, it allows you to say, well, in this particular case, it's not going to work because of X, Y, Z. So it does allow for that flexibility, um, but it also really makes you stop and think about what it means from that people, planet, profit perspective. People, planet, profit. And I love it, Alison, with you who've 
led this amazing transformation within the Wine Institute, which is for reference, you know, one of the most amazing bodies of wine to really help California to be what it is, from the growers all the way to the winery. You come from Pittsburgh, the capital of industrialism, and you became this amazing green mind. So tell us about that, because, you know, I love this beautiful town where the Mahogany River meets the Yaleghini, and I had a lot of fun in Pittsburgh all my life, and one of the key towns, one of the best clubs, but really the cradle of the industries of America, which was not necessarily that green in those days and has become. So how did it come yeah, to you it really as a person? Has been revitalized. It's amazing to see. So I grew up outside of Pittsburgh in a more rural area, and my mom and dad were art teachers, artists, and they cool. actually renovated a farmhouse. We moved in. I was two, my sister was four, my brother was six, and it had no running water or electricity. They renovated this incredible farmhouse. And so I definitely had sort of those agricultural roots. Um, and I would say that I really learned values and work ethic. Pittsburgh yes. is the blue collar. Everyone works really hard. And, yeah. um, and then also creativity for my mom and dad. And I went to a small liberal arts school in Pennsylvania. So I stayed close to home. But it was an amazing school, Allegheny College. And that mm. liberal arts background, I would definitely say, piqued my interest. I took environmental studies. I was actually a psychology major. But it makes you think about problems and how to solve them through multiple disciplines, not I just see. a single approach. And so I feel like it really set the stage for my interest in sustainability. Um, and also, how do you shift behavior so that we have better outcomes? Mm -hmm. So that was where I learned those things. And then my first trip abroad was not to one country, but I studied abroad on semester at sea and traveled to 10 countries. And I was not the same small town girl after that yeah. my mind was blown wide open traveling yeah Changes traveling was huge and then i lived in japan after graduation taught english traveled all over asia mm, I eventually, japan? so i ended up teaching english in japan and i had simultaneously applied for a fulbright i got kind of far along i would have been going to nepal to study population demographics and which would have been phenomenal too. amazing but in the end, I didn't get it, but I ended up going to Japan, and it was an incredible experience living on a scholarship. It was it was my first job out of college, wow. and it was really great. I got to travel all throughout Asia. Amazing, one of the best places in the world. <laughs> um, and then right after that, I moved to California, and as soon as I got here, I knew I was home. I fell really in love that fast. I I really knew I wasn't going to leave. You fell in love with your husband, or you fell in love with... <laughs> I met him here, even though we're both from Pittsburgh, yeah. So I met him, and we both went to Allegheny College, but we met in California. Um, but anyways, I, I worked for this environmental nonprofit, oh. and it was founded by this man, Huey Johnson, who was a renowned environmentalist. Every time you're hiking in the headlands or somewhere in Marin with open space, you can really thank him and his friends who saved those really? precious places. And he founded the Trust for a Public Land, the work... the Well, that's a big deal. Yeah, and he was Jerry Brown's um, first secretary that's of right Resources. That's right, I thought. Yeah. I've met him at this time, I think. Yeah, really interesting guy. And introduced me to so many great people. And that piqued my interest in the environment. So I was in New Zealand with a group yes. of government, business, and nonprofit leaders and met my now colleague, Steve Gross. And again, that was when... Mm. Wine Institute and the California Association of Wine Grape Growers were just starting to do the code. And so it really led to my career. I'm, I couldn't be more grateful for the last nearly two decades that I've been working with people like you 
um, other amazing vendors and growers. But I could see though, and we'll come back for sure to this professional aside, you're an artist as well, right? I, I could see that, that the daughter of two great artists. Yeah, not in the same way my mom and dad are, not necessarily in drawing or sculpture. I think I can do that decently well, but I, I definitely have the music gene. Oh. So I've always enjoyed wow. playing music and writing songs and singing. And you play music to your garden, to your plants, <laughs> to Mother Nature? Now that's probably about right, but I used to play out in clubs and do things, so... But yeah, so I definitely think that. And also just problem solving is an art. So mm -hmm. I remember my dad used to say, there's nothing better to learn about how to solve something than getting a blank piece of paper and yes. having to draw from scratch. And it's all in here and you have to put it down here. And it taught me so many great it's lessons. It's very true. Yeah. It's very true. Now, we'll, I want to come back in the environment in a moment, but tell us about your your personal endeavor as well as a business because... You know, as you will realize, Alison is an entrepreneur besides doing all those great things with the One Institute, and we'll continue there, but about your fantastic restaurants. Yeah. Because if you want a groovy bar in San Francisco and in Marin, that's the lady to call, dear friends. <laughs> She's deep into wine and food. So tell us, as I serve you a little organic wine, because we have to be organic today. Fantastic. And we always organic anyhow. Tell us about your family enterprise with your husband. Yeah, so it's interesting. Wine Institute has been around since the end of Prohibition, a long time solid organization. Um, it's been fantastic. Yet I get a little entrepreneurship with the California Sustainable Wine Growing Alliance, which is the nonprofit I've really helped build over the last 18 years. But my husband and I started a restaurant around the same time I started working full time for Wine Institute after grad school. 2003. And he was an ad executive and just was ready to start his own thing. And he wrote a business plan and we started raising money. And before we knew it, we had Giordano Brothers. They mentioned Pittsburgh. Wow. We basically took this famous Pittsburgh sandwich that has fries and coleslaw, Italian meats grilled. With Very light, dear friends. Yeah. It's, it's perfect for the spring. It's, it's a diet, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, but but we, what an amazing sandwich. Yeah, so delicious. And we opened our first place in North Beach, where we lived at the time in San Francisco, and eventually opened another another Giordano Brothers in the Mission, which is still there, and, um, and still serve that food, but have a bigger place. And it's definitely become a bit of a sports bar scene, for sure, the Steelers and anything to do with Pittsburgh sports, but also for others as well. Of course. And that's so cool. I mean, that sandwich... Is insane. I got to tell you, I've had it 31 years ago. In Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. Yep. And I will never forget it because it's hard to imagine a richer sandwich on earth, right? But it's so... It's... Yeah. Well, they made it for the Italian truck drivers in the produce yards of Pittsburgh so they could eat it with one hand. So they would get it. It was only open at like early hours while they were driving. I see. So that they could have a meal in one. So you have your potatoes and your vegetable and your meat and your dairy. We'll show you a picture. It will come in the chat, dear friend, shortly because that's the key. You've got to see the sandwich. You've got to go. So one is in the mission and the other one is in Miranda. And now we're opening a new restaurant in Marin. Um, we partnered with our neighbors in the mission, Monk's Kettle. Yeah. And we're opening Monk's Kettle Terra Linda, which is a neighborhood in San Rafael that has nothing like it. There's nowhere to go and get a great burger and have delicious wine selection and beer selection on tap. I think we have and 30 we'll, taps. <laughs> and we'll be able to find our wine, I know, on the list, thanks to Alison. So 
Dear friend, San Rafael is one of the most high-profile area in between the Golden Gate Bridge and, of course, the beautiful areas of Sonoma and Napa. So as you drive up, you stop on the way. <laughs> well, congratulations for Alison, your sense of entrepreneurship as well and doing food, wine, <laughs> and obviously wine. So we need to say to ourselves, I know it's April 22nd, happy Earth Day. But on that note, we're drinking, I'd love for you to describe it for me. This is a Mendocino fully organic Deloche. Deloche has been, you know, organic and biodynamically certified since day one. We bought it in 2003, converted the whole estate organic and biodynamic as kind of the flagship to show the locals how to do it. And all our vineyards, as you know, in California are all certified organic and biodynamic. So give us what you feel. Ooh. It has a wonderful floral smells. Mm, very balanced. Great city. I love it. And I also know that your wine wineries are also certified California system. As well. Wine growing, right? All of it. Which is amazing. You're doing yeah. it both in the vineyards and in the winery. We really feel it's important to go the whole way. You know, we've built solar panels in every one of our winery except on a historical chateau. Mm -hmm. A little more tricky and not as attractive and not historically savvy. But on every single of our facility from water by reactors to recycling stations to obviously solar panels to everything we can, we go for it. Yeah. Isn't it critical though? Don't you think that we all should if we have the honor and i say it's an honor to work with mother nature to be in symbiotic relationship with her that we've got to respect her the whole way right well and i i'm not sure if everyone appreciates that for the most part the california wine industry is a family business yes and so we're thinking already generationally and if you want to be able to pass on a vibrant business and yes a farm that can still support the incredible quality wine grapes that we're able to grow here then you really do need to take that care that's right and think and and plan and and do what you can to make those improvements over time so i think it's really wonderful that for sure you've taken those steps well in, in On that note, explain us why, and you have in a way, but it's so critical for all of us, from all our friends in the trade of wine or consumers, to really think sustainability at large. And I know you touched on it, but would you be so kind to go a little deeper within how you build your code, the code of the wine industry, and it's been only over the last 15 years, can you believe it? Yeah. And 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 the path to follow. Yeah, so I mean, one thing is that there, through the California Sustainable Wine Growing Alliance, as well as some of the other programs like Lodi Rolls and Napa Green, Subcertified Biodynamic Organic, you're given sort of this roadmap, so it makes it easier. You don't have to go out and, and research everything. It's all there, so that's really helpful. And I always say there are so many multiple benefits to yeah. getting, to using sustainable practices, which is really the most important thing. Um, and or to get certified, but really it starts with being more, reducing those inputs, which can help make you more efficient, which can reduce costs. Um, certainly I talk to more and more wineries that think, yeah, this, you can taste this in the glass. It That's right. You know, the quality because of the care Tell us you're more taking. about this because you're a great wine taster. <laughs> Illustrated with this wine, you could taste it in the glass. And I think it's very important for all of our friends with us from all around the world 
What does that, that mean, in fact, from a Californian perspective? Well, one thing that's really stands out to me from a Californian perspective is the great diversity. So you really can taste um, when you're tasting a Chardonnay or a Pinot Noir from different regions that you are tasting from different regions. Yes. The microclimates are amazing. We have over 140 AVAs, American viticultural areas. So all of those things are really critical. Um, and of course, whether it's on a hillside or in the valley or all of those things. So That's those right. are some of the things that I think are special about California. When you think about the size of our state, we're the fourth largest wine producing region in the world, um, that makes it so different because you can really, we don't have as many restrictions on how we do things either. That's right. Um, so we can also really find incredible Chardonnays in Santa Barbara as we can in Sonoma or in Napa. So it's kind of fun to really explore. Um, what else can I say? I, I also think we have a reputation for some of those you know, fruit forward, big wines, which yeah. certainly you can find, and some people really enjoy those. But you also find these elegant, balanced wines like That's this. Right. And um, I Thank just you. love the diversity that you can find here. Thank you for saying that. Now, you as a psychologist, because that's what you've studied <laughs> and you read people so well, um, what do you advise should happen in people's mind as a shift to really shop daily for organic produce, to shop daily for their families into the great ingredients? Because ultimately, dear friends, we are what we eat. And our body is the pure reflection of who we are from our mind to our soul to our spirits and to what we radiate around us. And, and those ingredients, as you so well said, are critical. So what would you be your, your psychological twist to convince the world to move there? So I, just like there's such diversity of our wine, it goes so well with food. Yes. And so I really think wine is a food <laughs> and yes. it's part of family and community and sitting around the table and that alone can make both your food and your wine taste even better. That's right. So that's really important. So to think taste. About. And then it's more and more people and I certainly care about how things are grown and made. And so yes. thinking about how the vineyard employees are treated, how the cellar workers are treated, how generous and philanthropic our industry is to all of our wine regions and communities. People care about those things. That's really important. That's right. And similarly on the environmental side, knowing that we're protecting wildlife habitat, that we're doing everything we can to foster soil health, which again, some of these practices actually shows up in wine quality. So if you're talking about water management, really being careful with how we we um, deliver water to the vines That's right. only when and as needed is really important from the outcome to make sure that, again, we have these balanced, wonderful right. wines that we've created. So um, I just think it, it comes across in that sort of more personal heartstrings For way. Sure. If you care about these things, then you can support the vineyards and wineries that care about these things and that are doing it That's on the right. ground. What is the biggest challenge you're facing in your world as far as moving the needle? Because you've... You've been, dear friends, you've got to realize Alison has been a, a key mm -hmm. leader force, a driving, you know, leader within this, which is obviously my love, as you many of you know. This has been my life since the age of five and six, the environment. And I consider myself, frankly, an environmentalist in many ways. And I don't voice it politically because it's not my role. I'm not a political person. 
But in our practice, we do and walk the walk and talk the talk or whatever the expression mm-hmm. is. So what are those challenges and the one you, you want to raise that will bring more people into this world? Hmm. I think as with most things, the biggest obstacles are time and money. So we're really encouraged by the fact that now wineries that make more than 80% of California wine are certified California sustainable. So in general, you're, you're supporting this industry that is supporting these things. So that's fantastic. We have roughly a third of our acreage certified to our program. Which is already a good start. Which is a great start. It's in and 15 an, years, so it shows big achievement. And another 30% is certified to all these other programs. So more than half of our, our, our acreage. So that's amazing. And again, really, we want people to be adopting the practices. So it's sometimes hard to gauge that. But we know from our sustainability reports that people are adopting sustainable practices. But again, time and money. So certification, that yes. can be a real barrier. Um, so we try to and find why ways. why is certification such a barrier? Why is it such a barrier? Because I'm going to give you my opinion just very briefly. Uh-huh. If you want to be true, you've got to be audited. And audit is great. People can tell you yes or no, you're in the right path. And I love when we audited mm-hmm. from our certification and I welcome them. We have all of them from ESO 14,000 to BRCs to all of those on the production side and all of them on the wineries, on the vineyard side. Demeter, CCOF, you name it. And they come. If there's something which is not necessarily great, we need to fix it. And it's another check and balance that we need. We all need that in life to stay in line, mm. right? Emotionally, spiritually, physically. So, you know, I know it's, it, it could be a constraint, but constraints are good to stay within the right path. Well, and once people right? get on that path, I think they see all the benefit you see. And they see that um, it helps everybody in their entire company focus on what are the priorities? What are we going to do next? Um, and having that auditor, that third-party check yeah, I love it. is important internally, but then obviously from being able to talk about your sustainable practices or organic or biodynamic practices externally, having that third-party really adds credibility and mm-hmm. transparency to what you're doing. So I think it's important for that reason, but again, I really think at the end of the day, it's what you're doing on the ground that really matters. Totally agree. On that note, I'm going to ask you to finish that last sip because I know you love wine. Mm-hmm. It should be easy. And we're going to go to something very interesting. It's going to be an old vines, of course, on Olivet Bench. And we wanted for you today to have one of our most amazing historical Zinfandel vineyard, which speaks California. California grape, yes. <laughs> and we were thinking... Not today, but next time we should meet at your restaurant so we could have this wine with your sandwich. Oh, with a hamburger. Would be a dream. <laughs> Or with one of the sandwiches with fries and coleslaw. Well, of course. <laughs> well, we'll try both, right? So, as I'm serving this wine, mm. well, you can finish, finish it, right? of course, in a crystal glass. You, you cannot pour it out. It's so and, beautiful. So, Alison, <laughs> on... We entering April is a major month that you've created, you know, for the whole, you know, 30 plus day cycle that we're living, mm-hmm. which started really yesterday, a full day, April 1st. We April 2nd today, it's going to be Easter. So, Alison, explain to everyone what you've created as a month 
and why it's so important and maybe for people to reflect every day about Mother Nature. Right. So again, it's just such a great chance to really shine a light on the commitment the California wine industry has made to sustainability and for everyone who enjoys wine to yes. learn more about what does this really mean. And so the beauty, I would say, one earth there is a silver lining that we can find from this era that we lived over the last yeah. year. It is all this virtual activities that we're able to do to share information. And so there's virtual tastings, there's cooking demos, things that you can actually learn something and have fun and enjoy wine. Yeah. So I definitely encourage people to check out discovercaliforniawines.com. I'm trying discovercaliforniawine.com and it's down to earth month. Down to earth month. So very cool name. Yeah, and actually I came up with that name during a brainstorming session because I think it does it's it's again down to earth, down to the growers and the people doing the work and um Our industry is down to earth and fun and lively and passionate and right. and bringing this really complex, comprehensive topic down to earth for people to really grasp it. So I think it works really well. And there are just some really fun activities. I was thinking there's like a deep dive into Pinot Noir at Rodney Strong. Right. Um, there's a spring revival at Alpha Omega and Napa. There's an eco tour. So you can actually do a hike at Six Sigma Ranch in Lake County. There's a making your own garden hat at Ramona Ranch down south in San Diego. So pretty much all throughout the state. There's a few things that Raymond will let you know, but we wanted to make sure we promote as well everyone. That's the principle of the show. Yeah. So, yeah, keep going because this is great. And people yeah. can just go on the website, get the timeline, and be on the virtual tasting. Right, right. and exactly, and, and take advantage of any chance you get to do tastings with the vintners and those who know the most about their wines and can talk about them and, and share their knowledge. So um, we always have a lot of fun with it. And this year, like I said, because it's virtual, people from all around the globe yes. can take advantage and, and listen in. We're doing some fun things in Japan with their wine by the glass program. And so just lots of ways that people can get involved. Um, there's also a Facebook live series on what is sustainable wine growing? What are the differences between organic and biogenomic? Why are there chickens in the vineyard and yeah. sheep and goats and all of those kinds of That's topics right. that are just kind of fun for people to learn about. So exciting. Thank you so much for such a leadership. On that note, to you personally, what does Earth Day mean? April 22nd, dear friends, remember, <laughs> we're 20 days away. Think of yourself embracing the sphere, opening your arms to the energy that comes above from the moon to the sun, to all those crowds. Bring them in to you. We are a galaxy that is so phenomenally radiating and intertwined. So welcome the world, embrace her. I mean, my dream has always been, and I know it's a big earth, it's 40,000 kilometers circumference <laughs> to embrace it. It's a big hug of earth. <laughs> right. And it should be every day, but it's nice that we do take a, a moment and it really was also the, the start of the big environmental movement that shifted our public policy in the way that we think about the earth That's and right. how we protect it. And so it was really important just from a historical perspective. Um, for me personally, it's also my birthday. So I'm pretty sure it was my destiny. The Taurus, <laughs> yeah. the Taurus, from Aries to the Taurus. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. And this year. A woman of personality, a woman of drive. I love Taurus woman. As many of you, you know I love you. 
I know you're watching, <laughs> the Taurus woman. So my father is a Taurus, my mother is an Aries. So I'm, I'm combining the two forces and my daughter's a Gemini. There you go. And Gina is a Pisces. So can you imagine, uh, 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 you know, I'm, I'm going through the whole sequence. What a month. <laughs> what a month, for sure. So the meaning for you, Earth Day, is really to embrace this. Huh? Yeah, it is. It's, it's a chance to pause and think about it. Yes. But it's, it is like a renewal time, too, like you were pointing out earlier. And I feel like it's sometimes just a good chance to stop and remember and to think about all of the people that ahead of us who worked really hard to, yes. to protect our air quality and our water quality and the fish and our ha wildlife habitat and our healthy soils and our vineyards. And there's just been such a tremendous effort and dedicating for those of us who have some years ahead of us um, that we're going to make our own difference. And, um, and I'm encouraged because I have also have children. My daughter is 14 and my son is 10, who will be 11 in April as well. Um, Congratulations. Yeah, and I, I just watch them and what they're learning. My daughter goes to a Montessori junior high. It's a farm-based school. So mm -hmm. she's learning all the things that we're talking about of here and how farms can be part of the climate solution and, um, and just the importance of protecting our natural resources. So I'm really encouraged by those future generations and I want them to realize not to take it for granted. We had to fight to conserve yeah, that's right. land and to protect our... Which is unreal to imagine, Alison, we have to fight to conserve land. It sounds crazy at large, right? That sentence yeah. in a way that we have to fight for this, but luckily we're on our way, don't you think? I think we're on our way for sure. And even just knowing there are so many um, private landowners who really care enough to conserve yes. land on their property. I know so many wineries that own property that they don't plant to viticulture because they want to make sure that there are those woodlands and yes. the riparian habitat and protecting the fish. And so um, people are definitely, I think, understanding the importance of our complex ecosystems and wineries. Very much so. Yeah. And how does it feel as a woman now <laughs> to be such a leader an environmentalist and you know a game changer in the world of wine well i always think of being part of a team yes. i'm a team player i think that's a very female thing as well Great. <laughs> so I, I collaborate and i i appreciate every ounce that everyone has put into this effort the vintners and growers first and foremost but i have an incredible team at the sustainable wine growing alliance um, Nancy Light, who you've had on before, of she course. has been an incredible mentor. And then I've had incredible male bosses and a, an incredible husband, partner, who've also supported everything that I've done and right. really encouraged me to sure. be in those leadership roles and giving me direction when needed, guidance when needed, but also the reins to, to take. And what does it mean to you, leadership? Well, again, I feel that sort of collaborative collaborative model is what suits me most and for me it's leading by example that's right so it's the work ethic it's the way you think about things it's the problem solving it's the way you engage everyone mm -hmm. because honestly I, I think one of the benefits of the way that we've approached sustainability in the wine industry is that it's collaborative it's bringing everyone along yeah. it's not just saying only these 10 wineries are are doing a good job. It's really how do we get the entire industry to continuously improve? 
and that takes and you've patience and time. And, and dear friends, I wanted you to feel it because, you know, again, another, and I say another because we've had many of you who are watching, who've been on the show, many phenomenal women, over 60 women on our show with unbelievable leadership position that are making a difference. And Alison has over the last 17 years when she started this, today it's at the, you know, leadership level around the world, not just in the U.S. The world is looking at you. I do think that California wine has that leadership mantle for being environmentally and socially responsible. Um, and we're contacted all the time by yes. wine regions around the world for assistance, for ideas, for collaboration, and then also from other states and now from other agricultural sectors. Because after all, this is an agricultural product. That's it. And so for others to start developing their own sustainability initiatives because of what wine growers That's have right. done is really, it's exciting and feels rewarding. So on, a, on that personal note, Alison, what really inspires you? Because I can see in those eyes, dear friends, <laughs> I'm very close. We are a few feet away and I could see the energy and I could see... That, that dazzling shine in Allison <laughs> that keeps thinking of new ideas. I feel it, sense it, and hopefully you do. And I know Dylan zooms in to look at the beautiful <laughs> depth of the blues. So you could sense it, but it's very contagious. Oh, thank you. Um, you know, I would definitely say my children because they are the future and they make me excited about the future. It's so promising. Yes. It's not dire. Like so, some people like to paint it. I think there's so much hope. For sure. And uh, so they inspire me. California inspires me. Yes. Getting to work in these beautiful wine regions up and down the state. It is an incredible place. And even during this time of COVID where I've been a little bit more close to mm. home and I used to travel so much and to get out, I hike with my family right. and we see so many beautiful, breathtaking landscapes. And so to be around that, to come up to Yontville and see every gorgeous hillside along the way dotted with vines. And yes. so we're very fortunate there. Nature, you know, all of it, it really is inspiring. And then lifelong learning. So I definitely am always thinking about the next idea, what I want to do next and how we can move in that direction and who needs to be on board. And um, so I'm now even teaching a course at Sonoma State, the it's a sustainable enterprises course. Um, it's a part of the executive wine MBA program. And it's just fun to, wow. again, try to digest all of this down to of what course. these future leaders are going to need to know. Mm -hmm. No, totally, um, totally uh, on board with that. And, and remember, Alison comes from Pennsylvania, uh, where Rodain uh, magazine started, when one of the first organic mm. magazine in the history. And you all have seen a few weeks ago our friend Jeff Cox, who's been kind of the leader, 22 books on organic farming and what you could do at home with your organic vegetables and so forth. And there's more coming with Jeff Cox, you know, the man with the golden teeth. You know? <laughs> yeah. What is so cool as well, Alison, is how you describe what inspires you. Now, you touch on it, but what's your ultimate dream? I have lots of dreams and they, they evolve over time, which is fun. And I like to let life sort of take me where it goes. But personally, if I had to say I have a dream, it's to finally record an album. I've been playing guitar and singing and writing songs since I was probably 18. Wow. And 
now my daughter who's 14 is surpassing me on the guitar wrote 30 songs in the last month she's incredible so she should do a show she's just kind of pushing of me like if i want to do this i need to do it so that's personal we should have both of you on the <laughs> show and we'll play music what style um i would say um americana well we love americana folks. and she's she's kind of indie she's got her own flair she is a really talented young woman so i'm excited to see what she does maybe if you don't mind we'll have a 14 year old she's 14 or 16 She's 14. So we'll have her on the show soon. <laughs> and we'll gluk, gluk, gluk. And you and I will sing. <laughs> okay. That sounds great. That's great. So you didn't tell us what you thought of Zinfandel. <gasps> Old Vine, dear friends, this is the famous Satone. So we're talking about a very historical Old Vine, Sonoma County, the Loach Estate from many, many decades. And... <sighs> I'm just going to give you my version, which is not the description yeah. you're going to give us, does not exist anywhere in the world. Zinfandel, brought by the Count of Buena Vista, remember, first California winery, Buena Vista Winery, 1857. That's this juice that no one can make yeah. around the planet. It's incredible. And going to Buena Vista and seeing the history is just really an awesome experience. Um, yeah, I'm mean, just the smell is intoxicating it's mm. so rich and deep and the black fruit and a little bit of licorice and it's wonderful it i can just see it going so well with a great piece of meat <laughs> yeah absolutely you know maybe comes tonight the surprise <laughs> now Alison, you've been incredible i'd love for you you have so much wiseness leadership depth, influence, maybe to leave our friends with a big message. You know, this is your month, the month you've created. This is in 20 days, Earth Day. This is the spring. We're still on the tail end, hopefully end of this pandemic. What message do you have for all our friends, you know, many from Japan, Africa to Europe to South America, to Northern America being with us tonight. What, what's your big message to everyone? So one of the best pieces of advice I got was from the Dean of Students at Allegheny College at the time, who was in my rock band. We played in a band together. And I remember him telling me, I had so many ideas about what I wanted to be. And he said, the best advice I can give you is to do what you love. Do what you love. Do what you're passionate about and the money will follow. Doesn't mean you'll get rich. It means you'll be able to, you'll be fine. You'll be able to make a living, but you'll be doing what you love. And it has been the best advice. I've done it in every step of my career. Yes. And it's led me to these leadership positions. And it's so much more enriching and fulfilling. And I do think from a sustainability perspective, my other message would be don't let perfection be the enemy of the good. Um, really everyone can contribute and making these small decisions and thinking through that lens of balancing environment, economic and social equity considerations. We all do that. We can make a huge difference together. I love it. Well, Alison, dear friends, Alison Jordan, <laughs> one institute leadership of the environmental path we all need to be on. And remember Voltaire, one of my favorite authors of all time, cultivate your own garden, meaning you can all do it. 
It could be on your kitchen sink with little herbs or your basil now in the spring to have with your, uh, you know, tomato mozzarella, if you wish, and your nice olive oil for the season. Or it could be anything on a bigger scale. Think about the earth. It's all about what Lao Tzu used to say, you know, think about the source. And the source is the essence of why we are who we are. Merci beaucoup. Merci beaucoup. <laughs>